What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Yeah, we're getting you ready for August already. We got a uh, mock draft to review, a 12-team, three-receiver PPR mock draft. Travis Kelsey went first overall. What kind of lunatic takes Travis Kelsey first overall? We'll tell you on uh, on today's show. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Dave Richard. How's the offseason treating you guys? Back in the building. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) No rest for the weary. So what do we have? I've I've written more this week than I think I have. And this saying a lot because stardom syndrome is usually a a beast and so is way. I've written more this week, I think, than I did in the entire month of uh, December with uh, the mock draft recap, quarterback top 12 recap, the uh Playoff challenge rankings, <laughs> um, the wide rec- the running backs, the wide receivers, tight ends, top twenty four. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a busy week. <laughs> it's it's good that you're working. I've I've written nothing. Uh, I've <laughs> formatted a bunch of spreadsheets. I found a couple of poker tournaments that I want to go play in. <laughs> There's a baseball card show I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I, I I've written maybe six sentences. Okay, I did pick up. House of the Dragon again, episode five. Uh, so making you progress. Not even close. Got oh, wow. four no, episodes. I saw it the night before. Oh, what'd you think? Terrible. Oh, you're Turned such it a... off after twenty minutes. Get the hell out of here, really? Yeah, it was it was not great. <laughs> okay. Dead serious. If I wanted to watch Seth Rogan get high and have fun with Robin and the Falcon, then maybe I would have like I don't know. Watched a comic book movie. Maybe yeah. or watched like one of Seth Rogen's other earlier better movies. All right, well I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was one of those movies, but with sorry. Christmas and less pink eye. Sorry for the uh, bad recommendation. Okay, so we'll talk about the draft. We have we'll news. We'll try and- off his Christmas party next. 
Okay, give it a shot. I don't think you're going to like it, but give it a shot. Um, we will talk about uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, what the Bears are going to do with the number one pick and if the Lions are committed to Jared Goff and some coaching news and Alan Lazard not going to be back apparently in Green Bay and some news for uh, for the weekend slate as well as Lamar Jackson update to Atunga Bailoa. Uh, but first, let's just take a quick peek at the draft and the best pick and the worst pick of the draft. And Jamie, what was the best pick of this 12-team, three-receiver PPR league draft? Um, I mean, there are a lot of great picks. Uh, I, I know we're going to get into the Javante Williams situation. Now, just for clarity, we did this draft, and you could read the, uh, you know, we're going to show you the results, but you can see the, the stories up on cbsports.com. Um, we did this without rankings. We did this the day after week 18, so the first Monday after the regular season. Is this season. the earliest we've ever done this? No, we usually do it on Monday after. Um, but uh, so Javante Williams, for example, slipped for, I think, most of us aside from uh, Jacob Gibbs, who took him in round five, which was a steal. Um, for me, the best pick was uh, two rounds earlier in round three, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I think I said this on one of our final regular season shows, that if Damian Harris leaves and um, they don't bring in any significant competition, plus the hopeful upgrade at offense coordinator, uh, Stevenson could be a, a first-round pick for me. So uh, getting him in round three, I thought that was a steal by Frank. Frank Stample. Yeah. Okay, um, Dave, what was the best pick for you? I didn't know there was another Frank. Um, well, our audience might not know. Who oh, that's true. Frank. But the, I mean, they, they, they watch the <laughs> fantasy baseball today, and they know that they all, every, every one of our audience members watches fantasy baseball today. Absolutely. They know Frank. Yeah, there's no question. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn. I think the best pick in this draft was Patrick Mahomes in round four, which I don't think anybody should really expect to see in their home leagues. But if he's going to be, he was the third quarterback off the board. If he's going to be the third quarterback off the yeah, board, that was a weird one. then that's that's stealing all day, even if that is in round two or in wherever. We may so, have a lot of critiques of uh, Zach Steen, <laughs> who took Jalen Hurts as the first quarterback. It's not that I mean, I mean that, it's not that That's crazy. where I'm going with one of my bad picks, but not Hurts necessarily. Yeah, Zach had the 12th pick. We'll talk about his first pick in a moment, I think. <laughs> but his uh, his third pick, 37th overall, was Jalen. I guess it was his fourth pick, sorry. He had the 36th pick. He took DK Metcalf. Then he took Jalen Hurts. And, you know, let's bring on Schaefer here because Schaefer, he took Josh Allen ahead of ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So, what you know, which I think I uh, ranked Mo- Allen ahead of Mahomes, actually, because uh, Allen was You better- and Chris Towers. Yeah, Allen was better than Mahomes in 2021. He was better than Mahomes before his elbow injury in 2022. He has a, he rushes for a lot more yards. So, well, Schaefer, why did you take Josh Allen over Mahomes? Um, I drafted Stefan Diggs, so I wanted the stack. Uh-huh. It wasn't really have anything to do with, I think, Josh Allen's so much better than Patrick Mahomes. It was just simply because I took I had Diggs and I wanted the double points. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, all right, uh, what was the worst pick, Dave? Zach took Kareem Hunt in round six. He did? Yeah, this isn't 2020 anymore, Zach. Um, I don't know if Kareem Hunt's going to have a job in the league next year. Oh, I'd be surprised if he didn't have a job in the league. Does he get 10 touches a week? I mean, if he gets an opportunity to compete for a starting job, then yeah. Would it be surprising if a team gives him a a cheap deal and he goes in to to compete for the starter? Right, but if... What running back the, would you take in round six that's competing to be a starter? Oh well, we don't know. Who's I mean, you, his you, age. To me, that I, I didn't. I didn't mind that there to see if he does get a chance to go. I mean, the Dolphins make clean house, and he could 
be a guy that Miami covets. I mean, you know, you, you mm-hmm. could see him go to Houston and compete with Damian Pierce. He went so, ahead of Tyler Algier. Would you do that? No, I, I, I he went too soon. But I don't okay. think it's it's like gl- that glaring that he can't be somebody of significance next year. Like, we, we we may get through the offseason and he's he's competing with Tyler Algier. There is not a chance on this planet you're taking Kareem Hunt in round six if he goes anywhere where he's competing for a job. No, but I think, I think the thought is that running back that he could maybe go in and compete with, right? Or, it, or a guy that's unproven. Yeah, the thought if he goes there to is Dallas be better. and Dallas cleans house and they all they have is Kareem Hunt and Malik Davis, then he's definitely going to go before round six. He's a third round pick. Yeah, but anything. What if he goes to Philly and replaces Miles Sanders? They're still going to split. Backs what if he goes there? to the Raiders and splits? He go. He go round six or earlier if he goes to Philly. If yeah. he goes to the Raiders, replaces Jacob. Probably like a round five. Type of if he's the only guy there, he's not if going he's to run the five guy. Yeah, I, I don't know how good he is anymore. He went ahead of Algier. He went ahead of David Montgomery. He went ahead of J.K. Dobbins. It's definitely too soon, but that it, it, I don't think it's – I don't think – like, I to me, I, w- I would separate the two. Like, I, the pick was too soon. Mm-hmm. The speculation on him, though, it's not a bad guy to speculate on. Sure. He could also resign and – well, he's not resigning. He's not resigning. No chance. So. He'll be. A, I think he ends up being a split back somewhere. No, I, 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 w- I would lean that way, but I, I just think that it's too soon right now to dismiss the idea of him getting a chance to be the lead back somewhere mm-hmm. in a committee, but the lead back somewhere. Okay. Uh, Jamie, that, was, that what, was what I thought was the worst. What pick. was the worst pick for you, Jamie? Oh, Najee Harrison, round one. Uh, to take him as uh, a first round pick at this point, like you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Um, so Zach, he took he, both those picks. Um, to take take him ahead of you know Ken Walker for example Joe Mixon for example, um, Najee's not a top twelve running back for me as it stands right now. So uh, I like the way he closed the season, but you know you're talking about a guy that went from uh, his his passing numbers just cratered from his rookie season. You know which we expected to take a little bit of a downturn, but not to that extreme. And so you know this was a little bit of a departure um, at points in the season from where Mike Tomlin's running backs have been, where they started to use a second guy, and we'll see how much that carries over to next year, but. Uh, I do think that Najee saved himself uh, from being just a complete disaster after what happened in the beginning portion of the season, well, mostly the middle portion of the season. But um, to take him still in the first round, like you're really taking a huge leap for him to get back to being that rookie player. And I think for him to get back to being that caliber of running back, he's got to get more involved in the passing game, which I just don't see happening. Yeah, I mean, he did finish strong. He had 23, 22 or more carries in three of his last four games. His last four games were four of his fourteen fi- plus five 14 plus best. PPR points all four. Yeah, four of his five best of the season, and you know he was scoring. He scored in th- in uh, three of them. So uh, yeah, all right, but but yeah, still too early to take him in round one. Um, and we'll get back into that draft in just a little bit. Let's take a look at the news and notes here. Actually, let me tell you about a new podcast that we have coming up. All right, you know Ryan Wilson is one of the co-hosts of the Pick Six podcast, and he's also been on our show. A bunch talking NFL draft. He's our NFL draft guy for CBSSports.com. You definitely know Rick Spielman as the GM who drafted Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson uh, in his time as the GM with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, Ryan and Rick have a brand new weekly NFL draft podcast called With the First Pick, where they dive deep into mock drafts, prospect profiles, stock watch, and more. The show is called With the First Pick. Check it out if you want any NFL draft content, which you do right now. If you're a fantasy football player, you definitely want some NFL draft content. It's called With the First Pick, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, so we look at the news and notes, Dave, and you got 
Um, Arizona, this happened at the end of our previous show on Monday. They fired Cliff Kingsbury. Their GM, Steve Keim, is stepping away. Uh, there's a report that DeAndre Hopkins is on the trade market. You've got Tennessee firing offensive coordinator Todd Downing. You got the Rams coaching staff kind of in flux. Uh, the, I, let's say those the the offensive um, commanders. Fired oh, right, yep. the, the commanders. That's right. They fired their offensive coordinator as well. So, Dave, uh, what's the big takeaway from all of that? I think it's got to be Hopkins, and that he's going to be on a different team next year. And there's all kinds of interesting landing spots for him. Could he be the number one receiver that's been missing in Baltimore? Could he be reunited with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? Could he be Justin Fields' number one receiver? Could Bill Belichick get his hands on DeAndre Hopkins? And I, I think we can go on beyond them. The Giants. Well, it's his choice. Could be there too. He has no trade clause. No choice. Is what do you mean? He has no trade clause. So okay. he, it's his choice. So he can where decide he wants where he wants to go based on the teams that show interest. I think a lot of teams can show interest in him. I mean, he's, he's thirty-one he's and you really got to pay him. Receiver. He's thirty-one and you got to pay him. So that's I, I think a lot at play here. And so he's going to want an extension. Mm-hmm. So you got to look for a team that's got cap space. And I, I think you know, does Chicago make some sense? You know, if he wants to go be with a young quarterback and a team that can maybe afford him there. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of play with, with this. They also don't have, as you alluded to Adam, a general manager that's going to make this deal, you know? So if they're doing it a little hastily, they could get fleeced, you know, if they don't give enough compensation, you know, kind of what happened to the, the Cowboys, you know, where they didn't get enough in return for, let's say, Mark Cooper. So, uh, I, I think this is going to, I would hope for the Cardinals sake that it drags out a little bit because then they, you know, get their leadership in place and then they can make a, you know, hopefully an informed decision. But um, I mean, I, I think I said this on one of our shows a couple weeks ago. This was a possibility, you know. So, um, not not a uh, not a, not a shock that you're 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 seeing this floated out there. Uh, they need to hit the reset button clearly, and that's what they're doing with their with their front office and coaching staff. So, I think the biggest free agent receiver this year is Juju. I mean, there's some other names too: um, DJ Chark, Alan Lazard. Lazard essentially said that he's not going back to Green Bay. Said that after the game. He, was kind of he wants to get paid. NSFW about it. Nicole Hardman's out there. And then receivers that might get cut from their contracts. It looks like Michael Thomas is headed that way. Amari Cooper might get headed that way. Hopkins is is, is a tier above everybody that I just named. And so if, if a team really wants a veteran receiver, he's the best one that's going to be out there. And as long as there's two teams going after that guy, the Cardinals should get some good value for him. You would hope. You know, I, I, I would hope, yeah. And, 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 Let's back up a second, though, because a year ago, you never thought Tyreek was going anywhere. You never thought Devontae Adams was going anywhere. You never thought Amari Cooper was going anywhere. You never thought a lot of these guys were going to be available. So um, it may not just be Hopkins. You know, we may get to that next wave of guys that teams are trying to yeah. rebuild, and this is one of those those type of situations. I got a name. Out of nowhere name. Cooper Cup. Could be. Could yeah. you imagine? Yep. The Rams are going to hit the reset. It doesn't sound like Sean McVay is going to come back if he's letting his staff leave. And so if he doesn't I mean, come staff's back, staff's been leaving though for three years. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but he's it, this is a little bit different now. He's taking yeah. time to make his decision, but it just feels like he's not going to come back. And I wonder if that leads to Stafford not coming back. And I wonder if they hit the reset button and Cooper Cup, who's going to be thirty next year, ends up becoming available. That would replace Hopkins as the top receiver that a team could go and get. But again, you know, you're talking about in, in Hopkins' case, uh, a 31 year old guy that's had some knee concerns over the last two years. He's not a speed guy. You know, he's certainly a guy that separates and, and finds a way to get open. So, you know, I I can't see a team necessarily giving up a first-round pick for him. Uh, well, 
he went in a pretty interesting range in round four of this draft. Hopkins went after Mike Evans and Jerry Judy and just before Chris Olave. So if you guys were going to rank... It was a steal. Yep. Hopkins was? For, for what he could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins versus Olave is the really interesting one to me. Uh, who would you guys take? Hopkins. Uh, not knowing his, his team, uh, you got to factor that in. I'd probably still take Hopkins, but you know he ends up in a, in a bad situation with a bad quarterback, then Olave might be better if they fix their quarterback situation. What's a bad situation? Would New England be a bad situation? Uh, yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I still think he'd get a ton of targets. I just don't know if he'd be a top 30 overall fantasy player. I, in I don't, this case, a top 40. I don't think there should be so much separation between Garrett Wilson and Olave. Like, I think Olave, we, we kind of are forgetting what he did at the beginning part of the year when yep. he had a guy that was throwing the ball down the field. Oh, I would take Olave over Wilson. Uh, would you, over Garrett Wilson? Yes, I would. Would you not? Okay. I have it right that way right now, but I don't know if I'm going to keep it that way. I, I would take Garrett Wilson over Olave, but to me, they should be closer. I, I think it's really, a, it comes down to, if Michael, Tom, I assume Michael Thomas will not be back with the Saints. If he's back, then that would change things. And I need to see who the quarterbacks are going to be for both teams. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, to me, they're pretty damn similar and we'll just see who's in a better situation. Um, speaking of situations, I didn't like what the commanders were saying just from a fantasy standpoint that they want to run the ball. They want to be a run heavy team, control the pace of the game. I don't love that for fantasy, um, you know, but uh, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. But obviously they want to, it seems like they want to be a ground and pound team. And ho- I mean, Ron Rivera stuck in, you know, 1994. Yeah, it's not a, it, and sometimes your defense dictates otherwise, but when they were winning games this year, they were throwing like 28, 30 times a game with Taylor Heineke. So, not never a good thing. Um, what did you think of uh, Jamie? What did you think of what GM Ryan Poles of the Bears was saying about Justin Fields? It seemed like he was endorsing him, but not not a wholehearted endorsement. Didn't completely rule out drafting a quarterback number one overall. What did you think of that? I think it was a GM talking to the media in January that didn't necessarily keep all his cards close to the vest, but tried to the best he can. Um, you don't want to tip your hand too much and not give up the ability to try and maybe get somebody to trade up for the number one overall pick and also maybe try and trade for Justin Fields if you are inclined to take a quarterback. So, you know, once they go through the evaluation process, if they think that, you know, Bryce Young or, or CJ Stroud or any of those guys are better than Justin Fields, then they have to make that move and hit the reset button and go that route. You don't get very many chances to get a, a guy if you think is better than the guy you have because, you know, you don't want to always be at the, the, the top of the draft. So if they feel like any of these prospects are better than Fields, then you try and get a first-round pick or multiple picks for Fields, and and you take take whatever you know incoming quarterback that you like. But I I I I have a hard time separating Fields dramatically from these guys, whether one way or the other. You know, so if you want to say Young's better than Fields, it's not by much. If you want to say Stroud, same thing. You know, I, I think they're all kind of similar. If if Fields was coming out, he may be the best prospect. So uh, I hope they they do their due diligence and don't make a hasty decision, but. Uh, for me, I'd like to see Fields stay in Chicago and somebody else maybe trade up and go get him. All right, let's run through the rest of the uh, notes here. Brandon Cook says he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. He was the number 40 wide receiver per game this year in 13 games. Alan Lazard said he's not going to be back with the Packers, and he was NSFW with it, not safe for work. Also, head coach uh, Matt LaFleur said he would consider giving up play-calling duties. Um, let's see. Breeze- see who he said he wants to bring back, right? No, who did he say? Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, yeah, it would make he's sense. Um, oh, that would be great. Brees Hall thinks he could he be ready for role. training camp. <laughs> well, he had Aaron Rodgers, of yeah. course. Uh, Brees Hall thinks he could be ready for training camp. 
unfortunate injury for the Panthers. Right guard Austin Corbett tore his ACL in Week 18. And if we oh. look ahead to uh, this weekend's games, Lamar Jackson seems unlikely to play this week. I'd say the same for Tua. Uh, Raheem Mostert is likely out with a fractured thumb. Baltimore signed Roquan Smith to a five-year, $100 million extension. Their defense has been ridiculous since they traded for Roquan Smith. And great news for the Chargers. Not going to be for this week, but if they can advance, they got a chance of getting Rashawn Slater, their stud left tackle back. He will practice this week. He will not play this week at Jacksonville, but at least he's practicing and has a chance to come off IR if they can advance in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Mike Williams is questionable right now. That's not an official injury report necessarily. That's just he's he's in question with his back injury. All right, let's turn our attention now to our mock draft. Again, it was 12 teams. It was a PPR league. Start three wide receivers and a flex, so it could get a little wide receiver heavy. Six point per passing touchdown. And we already talked about the Javante Williams things thing, but as you see the results, uh, we were doing this without rankings and kind of just going on. One of the main things we were using was points uh, scored. So... He, we didn't forget about Brees Hall, but we kind of forgot about Javante Williams. And uh, I think, where do you think he would have gone? Round two, three turn, right around there? I think round three. Yeah. Round three. I mean, Someone I, would have taken him. I would have considered him at the two, three turn um, for sure. So that's I had, I had that pick. I had the first pick. Jamie had the third pick. Dave, what pick did you have? I had the fourth pick, I believe. Ooh. <laughs> I had the fifth pick. I Ooh, think. okay. All right, so if you don't see Javante Williams in the first three rounds, that's why he went in the fifth round. Uh, well, I don't mean to hog the spotlight here, but since Jamie wrote an entire article about my strategy, mm-hmm. how do you think it worked out with going with Travis Kelsey first overall, and then at the 2-3 turn, I took Nick Chubb and Jalen Waddell, uh, and then Joe Burrow and Tyler Lockett. So I started with Kelsey... Uh, Chubb, Waddle, Burrow, Lockett. Jamie, what did you think of the Travis Kelsey, uh, the Travis Kelsey number one overall strategy? Did it work out? I think it worked out. You know, and and the thing that I that I wrote about is if you had done this at seventh overall as opposed to first overall, we would not even blink an eye about it. You know, so it's really coming down to as we talked about. I think prior to this, when you had alluded to it, that if this is the guy you think is a, is he going to continue to be? This this caliber player five points better six points better than than the field, then he's he's in the conversation. Uh, he's going to be thirty four. The year before he was not the number one tight end, so Mark Andrews was better than him on a points per game basis. And so you know, will you have buyer's remorse if there's that situation again that somebody's better than than Kelsey? But again, just looking at your team, if you had done this at seven, you know, and and Nick Chubb was your first running back and Jalen Waddle was your first receiver, and you ended up with Joe Burrow, it's obviously a very good team. Tyler Lockett as well. Um, you know, the 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 two things I think I probably would have done differently just from the overall picture of your team is if you go this route and you're sort of leaving yourself without the top-tier running back or top-tier wide receiver, don't take a second quarterback and certainly don't take a second tight end. You know, your, your, your investment in Kelsey is to take him without hesitation. To and I know you could play the other guys a flex, but, like, I would just be throwing capital at running back or receiver just to make sure in case you need one of those spots because you didn't take the best player there at that spot. Well, I'm always going to take a, I'm almost always going to take a second quarterback and the second quarterback and the second tight end were my last two picks. And Juwan Johnson was literally the last pick in the draft. And 
honestly, 100% honest here, I really just was like searching through and could not find anyone else that I wanted. So if that had been a normal draft, there's, and you know, we had rankings up and handcuffs and all that, there's no way I would have taken Juwan Johnson, but fair enough. I had no problem taking Daniel Jones with my second to last pick. Uh, you know, because we, as we learned this year, quarterbacks, they seem really safe. They're just, they're not guarantees and, and it's not the deepest position and it can't necessarily stream them off the waiver wire. So if your guy gets hurt, you don't want to be stuck with no backup quarterback in a ruined season. So I took a shot on Daniel Jones. If they upgrade the receiver position, you know, I have no intention of starting over Burrow, but I think he's a good enough player to get drafted. So I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, we're never going to see eye to eye on the backup quarterback. No, no, that's no, fine. I, I, it, it, it's, it, I don't have a problem with, I, I guess, that, let me rephrase it. Don't take both. Don't take a backup quarterback and a backup tight end. Don't handcuff yeah, yourself I, with two bench spots in that regard. The Juwan Johnson thing, I, I would never do. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Dave, what do you think? Do you think we can pull it off, taking Kelsey first or second or third overall? It doesn't have to be first overall. It's, it's just a very, very early pick invested in him. I, I think you can. I think you laid out a decent blueprint for it, but I think it could be perfected. One of the rules that we've talked about for years on this podcast is don't take a tight end and a quarterback both with your first five picks, which you did. You took Burrow when you could have had DJ Moore, and then you took Jahan Dotson when you could have had Lamar Jackson. So if you're asking me which combo do I like better between Burrow and Dotson versus Lamar Jackson and DJ Moore, especially for the build in which you approached it, it's no question for me, the DJ Moore and Lamar Jackson duo with the other guys that you got might be a little Ravens heavy because you also got J.K. Dobbins. But, I mean, assuming that Jackson stays there, it's a lot of yards that should be on the table for your team. So I I think the one difference I would have made would have been waiting maybe even longer for a quarterback than round six or round seven and just pile up those receivers and running backs. I think he did a good job doing that. But getting Burrow just seemed like a, a pick I wouldn't have made. I would have tried to attack wide receiver so I'd have a stronger trio there along with Chubb and uh, Travis Kelsey with your first few picks. Mm. Well, that was one of the things that changed for me because I wouldn't have taken Burrow there last year. But because quarterback changed so much this season and, you know, you can't rely necessarily on Brady and Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford, these older guys that that didn't do so well. Uh, I thought it was more important this year to have a difference maker at quarterback. So I personally don't know. I no longer subscribe to the don't draft a quarterback and a tight end with your first five with two of your first five picks, uh, stra- you know, strategy or guideline. I just thrown that out the window. And if I have an opportunity to get a difference maker, I really felt like Joe Burrow is a bigger difference maker than a guy like DJ Moore. I'm also kind of over Lamar Jackson. And also, I didn't know for sure when I took Joe Burrow that Lamar Jackson would be available to me. You know, you can always. You can always second guess it and, and look at that, but you don't know how the draft's going to play out. That he would be available to me later on in the draft when he was taken, sure. you know. especially the very first draft of the year. Right. So I I have no problem. My, my biggest issue with my team is I just don't have a lot of catches. It's a PPR league, and I have guys like Waddle and Nick Chubb and uh, J.K. Dobbins. You know, it's that that's not ideal. But um, but I I don't know. I, Jamie, you can tell me how you feel about it. I, I have no problem at this point taking a tight end and a quarterback in the first five rounds. Um, obviously that tight end it probably should be Kelsey. I don't know how many more are going to, Andrews will probably go in the first five rounds, but you know, uh, I, I just, just based on the way your I think team looks getting, at the end I think of the season. In, in the tight end quarterback situation, I think if you're getting two top five guys, it's fine. Right. You know, it's gotta getting, be. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're, if you're taking, you know, if, if you were taking Deshaun Watson and, and Travis Kelsey, yeah. you know, like there's, there's already been like eight quarterbacks that have gone, you know, and you're, and you're going that route, then I would agree with Dave. But I, I think just in, in this case, 
you are getting to difference makers. And and the flip side of that is you're almost you're not sidestepping running back and receiver, but you're you're trying to separate yourself at other other spots. And so if Burrow yeah. is who we expect him to be, which you know he has been for the better part of a year and a half, and and Kelsey's Kelsey, you now should be able to significantly be better than your opponent most week at those two positions. So I think there's also that side of it. I also, you know, in terms of best picks, I thought Dobbins was one of your best picks too, or one of the draft's best picks, because if he's right, and as we've seen in you know two of four games, he looks like he could be. Um, yeah, you know, that that was that was back. a pretty good value pick. Uh, I was surprised when I, when I did, you know, because I, I spent a lot of time, like you said, writing about your team. Um, <laughs> that did stand out to me about the catches because I know that's something you usually prioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and the other thing will be just for people that are, you know, the uh, the diehards who, again, we appreciate that are really following our content, they're going to see your top 12 running backs uh, when we the, the the list is up and you don't have Chubb in your top 12 and you took him over a few guys that you have ranked uh, otherwise. So, you know, it, I know you said you did it for the, the safety factor. Well, who else did I take other Chubb. than Javante? Who else did I take him over? Um, you have uh, DeAndre Swift ranked ahead of Nick yeah. Chubb. And so, like, you know, again, for me, I, I would have, if, I, if I'm going that route, I want to maximize as much upside as I can. Not, not that Nick Chubb doesn't have it, but if Swift, you know, he had three games this past season with double digits and carries, and now Jamal Williams is a free agent. If he becomes their guy, which we all hope he can be, uh, in those three games, he, he was 20 PPR points or more. So, you know, if he starts to just get more consistent work and stay healthy, yeah. you know, he certainly has top five upside. So I would have probably stick to, you know, in, in, in the case of you, your, your own draft board there and, and gone with Swift over Chubb. Fair enough. I mean, Swift over Chubb would be an easy call once we get some some type of explanation why his touches were so low and some type of indication that they're going to actually use him as a feature back if they feel like he can withstand it. But if he can't stay healthy, yeah. then he's going to be a bust. You know. Yep. But but he. That's what I'd worry about. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about other people's teams and more things that happened in this draft. And uh, just uh, some straight, you know, we'll, we'll get into it here. So we'll take a break on fantasy football today. We'll be right back with more of this 12 team PPR mock draft. Let's go! It's the most all star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. We're back. Okay, so why you know why don't we go over some of the results here, and we'll go through the first maybe three or four rounds and give some thoughts. So let's uh, let's throw round one up there on the board, Schaefer, and we'll just go through the picks. And it was Kelsey one, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Najee Harris. And I know we don't like the Najee Harris pick, but uh, everything else here looks pretty standard, except maybe Derrick Henry. He he went 10th overall. Henry was still, I think, like top three or four per game. So, um, Dave, is this a good pick, Derrick Henry? Fifth, uh, fifth, uh, tenth overall, sorry, 10th overall. It's, it's hard to say that Derrick Henry is definitely going to take a downturn just because of his age. There, there's things that need to get solved in Tennessee. What's that offensive line going to look like? Who's going to be the new offensive coordinator? Might the Titans go and kind of work his reps back a little bit? Do they bring in another running back, or do they give more to Hassan Haskins? These are questions that need to be answered, but still averaged a shade over 19 PPR points per game. Four years in a row. Four years in a row. He was top five in per game overall. Consistency at the position of getting at least 15 points. 
34th in targets per game. So that's obviously going to be the other factor. That's good for when him. When it though. comes to Henry, <laughs> yeah. people are right. He, he's been lower than that, and he had 30 catches this year. So yeah. I, I think he's still worthy of being in the first round, but you'd obviously rather get him in round two, you know? You'd rather get sure. the better value. All right, let's go to round two then and see if there are any surprises here. A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, C.D. Lamb, Ken Walker, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Amonra St. Brown, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, and Nick Chubb. A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, C.D. Lamb, Ken Walker, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Amonra St. Brown, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb. Jamie, does anybody draft in round two not belong in round two? Not necessarily doesn't belong in round two, but uh, you know maybe switch around a few of their uh, selections where they went. Like I, I, to me, Ken Walker's got top five upside, so I would have taken him in round one over Derrick Henry, for example. Yep. Um, I, I think he should go ahead of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, I would yep. take Brees Hall over Dalvin Cook as well. So and Jacobs also. Um, for the for the most part, though, I, I think these guys are in the range of where and and Joe Mixon. These guys are in the range, I think, of where they're going to go. Um, I also like Travis Etienne better than Derrick Henry for next year too, but. Um, so yeah, so I, I think some of the, the, the three of the last four picks, not that your Nick Chubb pick was, was bad, but, uh, love St. Brown. I was hoping you'd fall one more spot to me. I took T Higgins and then Travis Etienne. So that trio right there was, was, was pretty impressive. Oh yeah. I mean, Higgins and Etienne going right before Nick Chubb was, was a real knife to the heart. It was like, Oh, come on, man. I definitely wanted those two guys. Nick Chubb though, has been a top 10 running back per game, uh, four straight years in full PPR. Uh, so uh, no, he's been 10th, 9th, 12th, and 8th. So he's been top 12 all four years. He's been top 10 three of the last four seasons per game in PPR. He was the 13th running back selected in this draft. So he's safe. Uh, not as super exciting in PPR, but but there's safety there. All right. Uh, what about him on St. Brown? D- Jamie, you're cool with that. Uh, he went, uh, let's see, 24th, 20, 20th overall, I believe. No, 21st 21st. Um, Dave, yeah, no, I, I love it. Jamie, you know, I, I think we've we've seen enough of what we need to see from him. Again, we'll see, you know, Ben Johnson and Jared Goff if those two guys are back in their respective roles. But, you know, with uh, with the threat of now Jamison Williams coming and, you know, whatever else they decide to do, bring back uh, DJ Chark. I mean, Amara St. Brown, uh, total whiff of of saying he was going to take a step back because he did not. He was he was he was special. He's a, he's a pretty special talent, and you know, I think going to continue to be one of the uh, the better PPR wide receivers for the next several years. I feel like there's a lot of players in the end of round two who will end up going like in this range. Some drafts. You'll see them in round two. Some drafts, you'll see them in early round three. It just depends on who people like and how badly they want other running backs. Like I, I, I like for now, talking about Swift and Ramondre and even Pollard and Pierce as, as round three running backs, I think that's fine for now. But I wonder if by the time we get to August, they'll get pushed up a little bit. And maybe some of the others like T. Higgins and St. Brown could get pushed down a little bit. Maybe Chubb and ETN get pushed down a little bit as well. And they're, 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 there's going to be just this big mix of players that are going anywhere between 20th and like oh, the rookies too. I mean, Bijan overall, Robert. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like once Bijan's in the mix, he's going to be a second round pick if he's in the right spot. Yeah, but yeah, I do have some big news. Uh, if I could take a quick break from this draft to tell you that Demar Hamlin is out of the hospital and home. So, yes. oh, that's awesome! Hell yeah! So that's some great news to share there. And, uh, <laughs> and then yeah. Tua's out. Tua is Tua's been rolled out. Yeah, less awesome. Skyler Thompson's going to start, so that's even more yeah. less awesome, lesser awesome. That's so the it, least it awesome. Is, thing. It is it is as good news as you can get for Buffalo right now. 
when yeah, Demar right. was out of the hospital and no yeah, Tua. Right. So that's <laughs> what's working out very well for Bills. Bills obviously one much more positive. Than yeah. Him. Uh, great news. Really excited uh, to see him at the game. Uh, uh, hopefully. I mean, I can't. Hopefully, yeah. No, but it'd be amazing. Okay, so uh, let's go to round three here. Round three in this 12-team draft. And we've got Jalen Waddle, who was uh, number 14 per game in PPR. But if you look at the games that he played just with Tua, it was basically about wide receiver eight or nine. Basically the same as A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb in the games that Tua started and finished. So Waddle, Mark Andrews, interesting pick there. Hoping for a bounce back. Devontae Smith. Well, look who took him. Heath took him, yes. yes. Uh, so Waddle, Andrews, Smith, Devontae Smith, Tony Pollard, Chris Godwin, Garrett Wilson, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, and DK Metcalf. Uh, as always, round three in a 12-team league is where some of the picks start to get a little bit riskier, right? And it's usually about midway through. So again, I'll read them one more time. Waddle, Andrews, Devontae Smith, Pollard, Chris Godwin, Garrett Wilson, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, and DK Metcalf. Dave, what are your thoughts on round three? More running backs and receivers along with Andrews. I think we'll see Andrews in this same range. The top half of the, of the people in round three might be in the mix in late round two, and the rest are probably going to be in that round three, four range by the time we get to August. I can tell you that I, I kind of had that instant remorse after taking Chris Godwin really? with my pick because I, I, I think I can pencil him in for 100 catches. I think I can pencil him in for 1,000 yards without consideration of his quarterback. Like, even if his quarterback is a, is a notch down from Brady, let's call it a half notch from 2022 Brady, because 2022 Brady wasn't the usual Brady. I still think he can get to those marks. How many touchdowns could he get with, you know, league average quarterback? Could he get to seven or eight? I don't know if he can. I do like that it's going to be a year removed from his ACL. So in a full PPR, I like the volume. But as I sit here and I compare him to Garrett Wilson – Wilson could get hyper-targeted, too. He could end up with over 100 catches, and he's going to be more explosive than Godwin, so he's got a chance to get more touchdowns. So that's a pick I might want to do over on for, for me. In this did you draft. consider Hopkins? I did, mm -hmm. I, but I almost view him in the same lens as Godwin, with the exception being that he can probably catch more touchdowns. So mm -hmm. Godwin's going to move down in my rankings. He won't be anywhere near where I took him in this draft. Why not Amari Cooper? Did you consider Amari Cooper there? He went a few picks out. I don't know if Cooper's staying in Cleveland because I, he's he's got a high cap number that they can move on from. And remember, the the Cowboys were fooled on that trade, but what the Browns gave up, they're not going to care about that capital now, giving up a day three pick to get Cooper. So if he restructures, then sure, he's in the conversation. Mm, I, I mean, I don't know why. They would have to really do something to replace him because he, he's... Really good, obviously, and we've seen Deshaun Watson's number one wide receiver, whether it's been Hopkins or Will Fuller, be an absolute fantasy superstar. You know, worthy of a first or a second round pick. So uh, that was, I thought, he it was a seems pick. committed to staying there, just from the standpoint of he spent a lot of time. I don't know if he was hoping maybe that they'd be in a playoff mix or not, but reportedly spent a lot of time throwing away from the field with Deshaun Watson. So you know, again, I don't know if that was trying to make Watson get comfortable for when he was going to return, if they have a friendship. You know, or he's just, you know, hey, I'm a Brown. This is going to be my quarterback. Let me make sure 
we're uh, we're on the same page. Boy, they, almost every pick in this draft in this round has a question mark. Waddle's question mark. Who's this quarterback? Uh, Pollard obviously is a big question mark. Godman, who's his quarterback? Garrett Wilson, who's his quarterback? Damian Pierce is a huge question mark. Armandre Stevenson, free agent. Uh, you know, did they bring Damian Harris back? Uh, Amari Cooper, is he going to be on the team? Debo Samuel, who's his quarterback? DeAndre Swift is a big question mark. DK Metcalf is pretty much DK Metcalf, but I guess who's his quarterback? Who's his quarterback for the full season if they draft someone? So it's a risky round. Uh, let's go round four here, and then we'll get into Dave and Jamie's teams and see how things played out. Quarterbacks, three of them come off the board in round four, starting with Jalen Hurts, then Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Allen, Chris Olave, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Christian Kirk, Keenan Allen, and Tyler Lockett. Keenan Allen, that I mean, another pick where I was like, please, 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 please make it to me. Make it to me. Oh, one pick before me. Keenan Allen did not skip a beat. I know he's getting up there in age, but he was exactly what he always is. He's an absolute fantasy must start in full PPR. How does he fall to... 47th overall, Jamie. Was that a steal or am I over? No, I, yeah, it was absolute steal. I, I struggled with it because I took Kirk right before it. And so, you know, it was, do you want the younger player who's who's attached to a great quarterback or, or the aging player who's attached to a great quarterback? And so I went with the younger player. But I, I think you can make a case that Keenan Allen, like you said, he was awesome. But is he going to start to, you know, deal with a little bit more, you know, minor aches and pains? And, you know, they, they didn't really necessarily – it's not that they didn't need him, but, you know, they were still winning games without him. So – you know, I think if you're the the Chargers and he's not 100%, you want to give him the time to make sure he is right. And so they may have these situations arise next year where it's okay, a one or two game injury turns into a three or four game injury. So you always got to feel that with with uh, with players as they get older. But I mean, Keenan Allen's a star, you know. So um, if if you tell me right now he's playing 17 games, you know, 16 fantasy games, uh, he's he's at least around higher, if not more. Yeah, wouldn't he be around two pick? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 15 or more PPR points in six of his last seven games. He averaged almost 20 PPR points per game, 19.7. He's great. He's just gets a ton of targets, puts in good work. You just have to hope he stays healthy. Who would you guys rather draft? Alvin Kamara, who went second in this round, or Jerry Judy, who went fourth? I think we got to factor in the, the potential suspension. So just to give you an idea, um, in full disclosure, so Jack Capitorto is one of our producers here at CBS Sports HQ. He produces Fantasy Football Today, our our, our live show every uh, day during the football season, and noon Eastern on, on HQ. And he was in the middle of producing a, a show, so I was helping with his team. And so um, I made his first two picks for him with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, and then uh, uh, we kind of talked through the DeAndre Swift pick. And so I was like, all right, the fourth round, go ahead, make your pick. Just don't screw up what I did for you so far in the first three rounds. Um, and he took Kamara, and he was like, that, that's, that's a great pick, right? And I said, it, it absolutely could be. Round four is a very good value for him if he's going to play, you know, the majority of the season, but you got to worry about the suspension, you know. So if he is going to miss any time, you know, then it's a little risky. So factoring that in, I would, I'd say, I would say Judy, I would say Hopkins. And just kind of go back, you know, you, you asked Dave about the third round. I think the third round is where we're going to see most of the quarterbacks start to go. You know, so you'll probably get at least two of those guys, Allen and Mahomes in round three. Uh, potentially, you know, maybe, you know, Jalen Hurts there too. Um so, you know, to see these guys go in round four, I, I think Kamara, you know, round four, if he's playing the majority of the season, is a very good value. If he's missing any time, though, he's going to slip. All right. So as we take a look at the, you can see the rest of the results of the draft on our website, cbsports.com slash fantasy slash football. But let me ask you guys, 
Um, for me, it was quarterback. Did you find yourself prioritizing any position more now in this January draft than you did back in August when you were drafting for the 2022 season? Did you find yourself prioritizing any position more now than you did back then? I don't know if I prioritized this, but I wanted to hammer those young wide receivers. And I knew starting, I, I really want to say starting in round three, and I didn't do it because Godwin isn't a young wide receiver, but I started hammering them. Like in my mind, I was going rounds three through seven, just want to get as many of those young wideouts as I could. And I love my wide receivers. The guys that I got in this draft, thrilled to have them. Um, but that's going to be a focal point for me. Hopefully not so much that I'm going to cost myself going after like like skipping over the Keenan Allens and at this point the Chris Godwins in fantasy, the Tyler Lockett's, the guys that are tried and true veterans. They've been along a long time because I'm chasing the new hotness. But I want a lot of the new hotness because I think there's tons of upside there. How about you, uh, No, I didn't, I didn't. I actually was going to wait on quarterback to see how it was going to unfold uh, and tight end also. You know, so I kind of just took the same approach I normally do. Um, and I ended up with, with Deshaun Watson. I did take a second quarterback uh, because Trey Lance was somebody I think is worth taking a shot on as a, as a second one. Um, and I, I actually took two tight ends also. So um, I took David Njoku and, and Cole Komet. Matt was a good pick. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, just ask uh, Bears GM Ryan Poles. He, he loves Cole Komet. Oh, he was going gaga. <laughs> he was really. Um, all right, let's uh, let's He's take a look make at, somebody in his receiving core look good or sound good. Let's take a look at your teams. I think everybody uh, has a decent idea of how my team played out. I wish I had more catches, but it was Burrow with uh, Chubb and Dobbins. Kelsey at tight end, who's my first pick. I had uh, Waddle, Lockett, and Jahan Dotson as my three receivers and then my flex. You know, I did take Darnell Mooney just because if there's a— I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, if he, he, had, he had 30% of the team's receiving yards in the first 11 games of the season. They just had the worst passing offense in football. So if you get that bump like you got with Jalen Hurts with Justin Fields or even, you know, 70% of that bump or something, then Mooney could actually— Really improve. Um, what round was that, Adam? That was like eight-ish. That was round first pick. Oh, of round I, nine. I had actually just queued first him up. First pick around nine. I just queued him up when you when you drafted him. Okay, yeah. So I, I think I'd I think I'd want to target him at least a round later. Maybe I'm just being nitpicky here. You He'll are definitely being nitpicky. He'll tell me that I am. I, I think the problem is is that we don't have rookies and we don't have free agents decisions yet. So right. they, a lot of these guys are getting pushed up a little higher than they'll go. All right. So, All right. Anyway, but, you know. Yeah, speed receiver coming off an ACL first year back. I, I don't know how excited. No, it's not an ACL, is it? What was it? It was an ankle, a foot. I think foot. Yeah, ankle or foot. You know, he's supposed to be All ready right. for OTAs. If it were an ACL, it'd be a different story. But okay, I don't believe it was an ACL for Moon. Why did I think it was an ACL? I don't know. Because you hate the Bears, Dave. They've done I, so well, much to you. Goes without saying. Oh, it was ankle. You're right. Ankle. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's take a look at Jamie's team here. Um, and, uh, okay. He had the third pick of the draft and you took what McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jamie's lineup would be Deshaun Watson or Trey Lance McCaffrey and Cam Akers. Is he loaded at receiver? Yes. Pretty good. T Higgins, Devonte Smith, Christian Kirk, David Njoku at tight end. And your flex is Tyler Algier. You also have Cole Komet, uh, so your Brandon cooks, Cole Komet, Rashad White, Hunter Renfro, Wandale Robinson. So, again, the starting lineup is Watson, McCaffrey, and Akers, 
Higgins, Devontae Smith, and Kirk. That'd be the strength of the team. Njoku or Komet. And Tyler Algier. And that Algier pick is I mean, that's a nice flex there. But um, So I, I, I did a couple things here. I took Rashad White in round seven. He could clearly be the starter for the Bucks if they move on from Leonard Fournette, which is an, an easy thing you could see happening. So I, I was very mm-hmm. thrilled about that one. Yep, he's on my list of cap cuts. I took uh, Renfro with the idea of maybe Tom Brady going through Las Vegas. And so knowing what he does with the slot receiver, so that was an easy guy to take late. Uh, Wondell Robinson, we saw what he was able to do when he was healthy. So, you know, hope, hopefully have the luxury to wait for him. And then you alluded to this, Adam, about Brandon Cooks. You know, if he ends up with uh, a better quarterback situation on a different team next year, to have him as a fourth, fifth type receiver, um, we we know what he's capable of. He even showed it at the end of the season, you know, when he seemed to be a little bit more motivated. Um, finished the season strong, you know, two of his last three games. So when the targets are there for him, and I think the quarterback play will improve, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a better rebound, a pretty good rebound candidate next season. What did you even think? At 30 years old. What do you think about Christian Kirk in general with Calvin Ridley coming back? I'm 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 a little bit more pessimistic about Ridley, you know, coming off of, you know, almost two years of not playing. And so I think he's going to be a significant upgrade over Marvin Jones. He's probably an upgrade over Zay Jones. I still think Christian Kirk is going to be the number one guy there. The wild card for me in all of this is going to be Evan Ingram if he stays. If Evan Ingram stays, I think he's still going to be a prime target for uh, Trevor Lawrence. So to me, it's still Kirk is the number one guy there, certainly based on his contract situation and what he was able to accomplish this year. Uh, but really, I think, has a chance to be the second guy there if he's right. And and I hope he's right. All right, let's take a look at Dave's team, picking fifth overall. Speaking and... of Ridley. Oh, you have you have Calvin Ridley. All I right. took Calvin Ridley. I did. Ridley me this. You have Mahomes. Your first pick was Jonathan Taylor, fifth overall. You have Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, sounds like a Dave team, right? Very running back uh, heavy at the beginning there. First two picks. First two picks were running backs. Yep. Ooh, boy, your your wide receivers. Blah. <laughs> uh, Chris, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Chris Godwin, uh, Calvin Ridley, George Pickens, and Traylon Burks at flex. Traylon, one of them at flex. Uh, Greg Dulcich at tight end. You've got Russell Wilson on the bench. You've got Clyde on the bench. Khalil Herbert uh, with David Montgomery being a free agent. Brian Robinson. Zach Ertz. Tyquan Thornton. Uh, your starting lineup again is Mahomes, Taylor, and Jacobs, Godwin, Ridley, Pickens, Dulcich at tight end, and Burks at flex. But that flex could easily be, you know, maybe Khalil Herbert or Brian Robinson. But anyway, what do you think of your team? I like it. I mean, I don't love Godwin. I, we've already talked about that, and I wish I could have made that pick. DeAndre Hopkins or Garrett Wilson. But I'm more optimistic about Calvin Ridley. The fact that he hasn't played in a year and a half, maybe it is. I don't remember how many games he missed. In he played like five or six games two years ago. I, I think he'll end up being just fine, man. He's one of the best route runners in the league, and now he's got a stud quarterback. To me, the issue in Jacksonville isn't necessarily what they do with Evan Ingram. It's what they do at running back. Because if they keep Travis Etienne, I don't see them as a team that's going to give him the ball. Travis Etienne. No, they're going to. But if they don't add to him, I, I don't think this team's going to revolve around the run game too often. I think it's going to revolve around Trevor. And so all the targets in that offense should be good. If Ingram's out, that just makes me like Calvin Ridley even more. And I don't mind Kirk either. I think Ridley will be better. And I just, I, I love George Pickens, man. I think he's such a talented receiver. I don't think that Steelers offense is necessarily going to become this amazing passing offense, but I think that Pickens can take the leap next year 
be their number one wideout. He makes unbelievable contested catches. And I think there's room for Traylon Burks to see a bump, not necessarily break out and become a stud fantasy receiver, a top 12 type of fantasy receiver. But I think you could end up being a low-end number two fantasy receiver, uh, provided that A, he stays healthy, and B, he collects a lot of targets in Tennessee. Again, we're going to see a new offensive coordinator there. There will be some changes made. We'll see how that affects Burks. Hopefully more positively than It's a receiving core with a lot of upside. I mean, you know, it's it's certainly there's there's a chance. I think, you know, if we knew what Calvin Ridley's shape is, role is, expectations are, you know, and you're talking Godwin is a, is a surefire number one receiver, especially taking him in round three after going, you know, two running backs, um, and Pickens or Burks can take that leap, then it's – it, it you know we'll look back on this and say wow you you know really got great picks but you know I I think Adam's overreaction <laughs> to it a little, yeah, was, was, I, was was a little bit too much yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you keep taking or you, or you t- take well, I keep taking keep taking and all these uh, drafts we uh, well no just because I, I I know your rankings also so I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, what do you think Zach Ertz uh, I I don't have any expectations for him next year at all what do you mean yeah. I, I, I don't even, think he I, stays in Arizona. I won't I even think he draft on. Zach Ertz next year. No? You no. think it's just over? I mean, he's coming I feel off. like we said the same thing this past year, and he ended up I, being I, no, really I, I, good. I, I liked him this year, I, I, especially with Hopkins out. So it was the start of the season. I thought he was going to be good. The, 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 the thing is, coming off an ACL tear at his age in a very uncertain situation, knowing that his, his backup or his replacement was essentially drafted on that team. Right. And so, no, I think he can move on to a different team. Yeah, I just, I, I think the the end of the 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 line is is come for him as a fantasy option. Okay, well, he was my round thirteen pick. Dave, who would you rather have? What combo would you rather have? Lamar Jackson and Keenan Allen, or Patrick Mahomes and Traylon Burks? That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, if if I knew that Keenan Allen was going to stay healthy, and I felt good about that. No, I knew Lamar. Well, one's obviously loaded with injury questions with Jackson and Allen. <laughs> I'm taking Jackson and Allen. No, no are you? Yeah, I, I'm just doing to you what you. I'm just doing to you what you did well, to Taylor me. Burks didn't play a whole season either. He didn't, but Patrick Mahomes did, and he was really good. I think. I mean, I think it's reasonable to see. Allen was one of the steals of the draft, so maybe I shouldn't have used him. But this is this would have been your choice. I mean, you you uh, kind of. So then I could have had Keenan Allen and Lamar Jackson instead of Burke. Yeah, like on paper, looking at your team after a draft, and you know all you've got are rose-colored glasses on. Right. I'm sure I'd feel better about Jackson and Keenan Allen. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I like. It, okay, like I said, Keenan Allen was a steal, but. Um, but yeah, you could have taken him. A lot of us could have taken him, and we didn't. But uh, and it was I going to say? Um, yeah, I was just flipping the script on you because you did that to me with with no, my I mean, burrow it's, pick. It's all good. But these are the questions that help shape our draft philosophy, and we're not committed to these teams now. I, I, no, are you are. committed to taking Travis Kelsey number one overall? Definitely not. Yeah. I, I. But you know, one of the things I talked about with Jamie uh, after when he told me he wrote the story was that you know when I see drafts that are not the same, you know, group of 12 to 15 people that rotate in for us, basically, where we draft with the same people over and over again. And, and the people that are the players that are going to be available for, for most of our listeners at the two, three turn are going to be different than the ones that are available. You know, if I took Travis Kelsey, number one, and I'm drafting with Dave and Jamie and Heath and Frank, right? So you might have, you might luck into a much better lineup than it's much more justifiable to take Kelsey and if you're in a 10-team league, then I think taking Kelsey number one overall is even more attractive. What I'm saying is 
the way our leagues play out won't be the same as the way your leagues play out. If you feel like if you feel like there's going to be more value because maybe people are reaching for quarterbacks or something like that, then it should give you uh, more of a green light to take whoever the hell you want at number one overall because your number two and three picks are going to be even better than what you see in our mock drafts. Well, if you if you just play this out from last year's average draft position, and let's say you were to take Kelsey number one, because a lot of the players are relatively the same. You mm-hmm. know, they're just going in different orders. So if you were to take Kelsey number one here, and then just based on ADP, you're coming back in rounds the two, three turn, you would have, th- this is just the, the range of players. So DeAndre Swift was 23rd, James Conner 24th, Javante Williams 25th, Mark Andrews 26th, C.D. Lamb 27, uh, Tyreek Hill 30, Lamar Jackson 29. So the the quarterbacks would go, again, based on ADP. So Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those two guys went beforehand, uh, before the 2-3 the turn. And then, uh, I'm sorry, and Justin Herbert. So three quarterbacks went before the 2-3 turn. And another tight end. You know, so that's the 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 caliber of the, the I don't want to say the novice player, but the, the non-fantasy analysts that right. you're dealing with. You know, so... Yeah. You're still looking at potentially a, a, a top seven, eight wide receiver may have fallen to you. A top seven, eight running back may have fallen to you, or maybe both. And and you have that luxury. Just to wrap up my thoughts on the Kelsey thing, if you look at where he has finished among running backs and wide receivers over the last six seasons, he has been basically top 12 at both positions every year. But four of the six seasons, he's been closer to 10th. Two of the last three seasons, though, have been real standout seasons for for Kelsey. He's finished as a top six-ish running back and wide receiver. I think to justify him going first overall, he probably has to do that again. If he's more like RB10 or wide receiver 10 instead of RB6 or wide receiver 6, then you probably, even if you get the big positional advantage, you probably sacrifice too many points comparing him to, say, Justin Jefferson or whoever you're going to take there. Uh, he probably needs to have one of his better seasons, like like 2020 or 2022. Um, and I think he can, because I think the absence of Tyreek Hill, you know, was probably benefited him, and he led the NFL in red zone targets, and, you know, but but he, he I but think you'd it, have to do that. Is it just that, or is it just the field also has to be that bad? No, I, I think that even if Mark Andrews has a really good season, and there are two great tight ends... I what if there's very, four? I don't think I just don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. I mean, I, I, I've I, seen I, would, I would lean that way, but what if it does happen? You know, I mean, what if we get the Hawkinson full season of what he was able to do in Minnesota? What if we get the George Kittle with Brock Purdy over the final six games of the season? You know, those those things happen along with Andrews bouncing back and Kelsey still Kelsey. And you still have a pretty big advantage over eight other teams in your league. But you, know? you also passed up on one of those guys with a chance right. to get or passed up on a star player with a chance to get one of those guys significantly later. Yeah, I, right. But but you have to sit there on draft day and decide if you think that's going to happen. And I just I just don't think it's going to happen. Sure. And 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 the flip side of that is you know you you get Garrett Wilson or you get you know young player that's going to break out. Oh yeah. I mean look at look at the top wide receivers this year. I mean and where they were drafted: St. Brown and Christian Kirk. Not not the top top, but top twelve sure. guys. Devontae Smith, guys. Jalen Waddle. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right, I think that's pretty much going to conclude today's show. Late breaking news here. The Bills have activated the practice window for Micah Hyde, their star safety, and wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Don't expect them to play this week, but just like Rashawn Slater, a chance for them to come back at some point in the playoffs, and that would be big news for them if they can get Micah Hyde in particular back. 
Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We got another show for you tomorrow. We're going to take a look at the playoff games, give you some DFS tips, give you some starts. A lot of you are doing playoff challenges, those types of things. You can check out Jamie's article about it, but we'll, we'll talk about the games and any other news that comes along. For Dave and Jamie and Thomas, I'm Adam. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Today.